The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Cyclists in Italy may soon have to take out insurance and get number plates and indicators fitted onto their bikes. It's part of a controversial plan to increase road safety in Italy and it got us wondering if a similar approach would work here in Ireland. Uh, David Timoney from the Dublin Cycling Campaign joins us now to discuss. Uh, David, do you think it's a good idea? Uh, I should probably add that they were also talking about mandatory helmets, so um, not just insurance. I suppose this is one of these ideas that comes up periodically. Um, it was in the UK News last year where a, a Conservative MP suggested something similar. What tends to happen over time is they, they get looked at. Um, it, it tends to not turn out to be a great idea. They tend to get shelved. I mean, the reason um, why, in our opinion, it would not be such a great idea is you know, we're trying to grow cycling numbers while increase cycling safety. So we have that dual objective. Um, and we know from uh, experiences in other countries that introducing kind of restrictions to cycling, such as mandatory helmets, will lead to a collapse in cycling numbers. Now, the reason we're trying to grow, grow cycling numbers, and it's not just in Dublin, it's all over the world, and um, we have congestion reasons, we've got environmental reasons, we've got public health reasons, making people more active. So this will, unfortunately, not do a whole lot to improve cycling safety, but will lead to a collapse in cycling numbers. So no, it's certainly not a good idea. But you mentioned the fact that, you know, they're going to make the wearing of helmets mandatory in, in Italy. Is is that not a good thing? Are you, are you suggesting that that would actually reduce the number of people taking to the bikes in our cities? Yeah, we, we know from other countries that where they try to introduce mandatory helmets and it's it, any any city or country that has mandatory helmets is really an outlier. It, it has led to a significant drop in numbers I mean, you could just take the example of, you just take Dublin and the city bikes. These are the, the, the blue bikes we see around Dublin. I mean, would, would we impose mandatory helmets on those city bikes? I mean, that would effectively collapse that scheme. Um, but we do something, I think there's something like 2 million trips per year on the city bikes, plus probably another half million on the private schemes. And that's been running for 15 years. That's 25 or 30 million bike trips that we've taken over the last 15 years that just wouldn't happen. You you just couldn't make it work with a city bike scheme. Yeah, um, but but in, in the interests of, of safety, is not important to make something like that work? Absolutely. You know, absolutely improving cycling safety, we're totally on board. What, what really works, though, and, and what the, the evidence shows is that segregated bike lanes, so separating uh, cyclists from motorists, will is what will make them safer. So if we're concerned about safety... That's what we should be focusing on. We should really have a focus, a laser focus on uh, segregated cycle lanes. What, what it also does, and this is an important point, is um, in Dublin, one of the problems we have in many cities is that, there's a, you know, we have 60 or 70 percent males and maybe 30 percent females. And the main reason for that is that we don't have segregated bike lanes. And you look at other countries around Europe, so Holland, uh, Germany, for example, who do have segregated cycle lanes, They've got a roughly 50-50 split between males and females. They've got more kids, more older people, and their their safety record is a whole lot better. Helmets won't do a whole lot for, for cyclist safety, but segregated bike lanes will. 
Okay. Um, as I mentioned at, at the top of the piece, you know, over in, over in Italy, they're going to look at cyclists taking out insurance and getting number plates and indicators specifically in relation to the insurance and the number plates. I suppose in cases where a cyclist is responsible for an accident, do you, do you not think it would increase accountability and, and ensure that an injured party isn't left picking up the bill, you know, that they would have insurance and that they could be easily identified if they had a license plate? I mean, cycling cycling uh, uh, kind of confers so many benefits on a city. You know, it reduces pollution, it uh, reduces congestion. But putting any kind of barriers like that in place um, it might have a slight benefit, but it has huge costs. So the cost benefit doesn't simply work. And um, so imposing, you know, bike registration, you know, who's going to register their bike? What about kids? Do we register their bikes? What about a six-year-old who's cycling around going to primary school with, with their parents? Perhaps are they, are they supposed to be registered? I mean, people have, have worked through these ideas in the past and they've dropped them because they just don't work and don't make sense. And I have to mm-hmm. say that this, this seems like um, kind of a, an early start to the summer silly season. And, and we, we do hear these stories from time to time. But they tend not to go very far. Yeah, well, well, that said, it is important to have the conversation. And I, I don't know if you've seen some of the quotes that have been made by Italy's transport minister who is introducing these measures, Matteo Salvini. He claims cycle lanes are radical, chic environmentalism and a threat to businesses. What do you make of those comments? Uh, well, I mean, certainly there, there is, a, there is a, a debate about the cycle lanes that are going in. I mean, it's not happening just in, in Ireland, it's happening in Italy, it's happening in the UK and everything. I thought the broader benefit to society uh, is kind of proven you're going to get people out of cars. I mean, the, the, even from a public health perspective, there's a huge push from GPs um, to get people more active. It's 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 kind of the silver bullet to, to, to health, you know, and, and cycling is a key part of that, you know, just introducing physical activity into your daily commute, whether you're going to school or college, um, and any of these kind of measures will just kind of kill that kill that growth so yeah oh look I'm, I'm a cyclist myself David so we're on the page with the same page for a lot of things that you're talking about but I do feel sorry for and in the part of Dublin City that I'm living in at the moment you know for the last year or so they have been digging up streets to put in cycle lanes and I do feel sorry for some of the businesses affected by that because they have noticed a dip in business because of it yeah, yeah. so I suppose you know we could think about BlackRock maybe uh, which had a number of major changes over the last since Covid really I think on balance, businesses are um, happy with the changes. Now, there is obviously disruption during the construction mm-hmm. period. Uh, but after that, um, I mean, pedestrians and cycling, cyclists also spend money. Uh, yeah. A lot of the time, cars are just travelling through the area and don't stop. An awful lot of the traffic is, is passed through traffic, so they wouldn't contribute a whole lot to businesses. But look, there is disruption yeah. uh, during the construction phase, there's no doubt. Okay, uh, David Timoney from the Dublin Cycling Campaign. We'll have to leave it there. Thank you very much for that. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.